Hello again, everyone. Welcome to an episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games of the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I am the dungeon master of this episode, Andrew. With me, our little snot, Keith. Hello. And with us, Artalia, Liz. Hey, guys. This week, I picked the game. I picked Dungeons 4 by Realm Forge Studios. And uh, I'm also going to say, too, I apologize for my voice. But uh, Dungeons 4 is a... RTS slash dungeon management game where you are playing an evil lord who is essentially trying to wipe out all of the good heroes in the overworld. And you do this by creating a dungeon and you send out your commander Talia to go out and lead an army and to destroy the heroes of good. But uh, I'll go first on this since I did pick this game. You already gave it away. You were super giddy when you mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aaron or Andrew's not very good at... Uh... Holding back his emotions on these things. I, yeah, I know. I'm sorry that. Uh, in case you couldn't figure it out, this is actually. I'm actually gonna give this a definite game. Now, I'm also gonna say that this game is not perfect. I have a lot of gripes with it, but for whatever reason, dungeons. The dungeon series. I played three before, so when I saw four was coming out on Game Pass, I was very excited. But whatever reason, this game is crack cocaine for me. Like I said, I have some issues with it, but. It's essentially a real-time strategy game, also a management game, which are two things that I absolutely love. But I will say the game kind of comes short on both real-time strategy elements and and managing elements. But whatever reason, this game is cracked to me, and I loved it. So yeah, definite game. So I, I, I feel like you get a little bit excited about these games because you know that I dislike management games so, <laughs> so much, and it's like. But when you I do enjoy real time strategy games a little bit. Can you let me speak? My no goodness, is this our first <laughs> podcast? Like, well, you're I mean, coming at me. I'm I, going to defend myself. I, I let you say all of your piece. You let me say mine. So I feel like you pick these games because you think it's 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 like a, a shot at me. But no, I, well, maybe maybe not that aggressively, but you get like excited because because, you know, I hate it. Like, well, we're going to see what Keith's going to say. But I like this. I like dungeons. It's fun. I, I thought it was going to be a little bit more. I was thinking like tower defense type of real time strategy. Um, That's one of my complaints. Yep. At least at least when I looked at it initially, when I watched the trailer, I could see it wasn't. And I think you described it a little bit as evil genius. Um, but I. I think what's most appealing about it, and and I think it's funny because in some sense it's where your complaints probably are, and I think I agree with them, but what I like about it is that it's kind of a, it's pretty simple on the management aspect, and it's pretty simple on the real-time strategy aspect. Yeah, and so very simple. It, for someone like myself who likes, who wants to like these styles of games, it's pretty accessible. Um, so yeah, I, I like Dungeons 4, and it is a game. I'm going to give it a game as well, which I feel like Andrew's kind of uh, surprised. I didn't feel like gaming this week. I just didn't want to. I was very lazy. and But this game, though, like I would play an hour and it would fly by. I liked the game. I thought it was fun. And I, it wasn't like one of my top games ever because obviously I would have played a lot more. But I thought it was a good game. All right. I wish you guys were as enthusiastic as I was. So, Dungeons 4. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, I've been fighting something. We're actually delaying our uh, recording here because my voice was actually worse than what it is now. Gross. I know this is actually better. <laughs> it was awkward going to work. Uh, Dungeons 4. So the fun thing, like, 
so the story, getting off of the story dungeons for you, like I said, you are playing a dungeon master, which is a nice way for way the uh, developers to explain why you're essentially like a hand of God, you know, altering terrain and commanding people because you are in dungeon master overlord that can kind of have this power and you control your minions. You know, you have a general Talia. She has abilities. You can cast spells. You are creating rooms. I thought for sure Liz would love this even more because, you know, she loved evil genius and it's kind of the same concept when it comes to the management. But the story of Dungeons 4 is very tongue in cheek. So you are playing the bad guy and you are killing heroes. And so I know, Keith, are you gonna, do you just want to bring this up now? Because I know this is going to come up. I'm going to let it go this I'm going to let it go this week. Okay, cuz you you I'll, love to poke of I mean it, it Wait, just, now I'm really curious. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, it's just another game where you're playing as the bad guy, killing all the good guys just seems a little, you know, a little bit immoral if you ask me. Yeah, Keith, anyway, don't Keith likes like to get on the morality high horse. We don't we don't like games that make you do immoral things. Um so I just but I'm going to let it go this week. Uh, I think it's pretty fair and balanced. Because I, I, See, I don't, maybe the good I, guys are so good. I do feel bad. I do feel bad in situations like this. <laughs> yeah, Liz, you seemed like you were having a hard time. Like you I, I don't being like the being guy. the bad guy. Yeah, you're just See, killing innocent me, villagers. You know, no big deal. No big deal. But in this game, it's so obviously tongue-in-cheek and meant to be funny. So this game is obviously filled with huge amount of pop culture references from Zelda, from Lord of the Rings, from Game of Thrones, like just about anything. I think they make Matrix references. They make, you know, just tons of TV show references. This Star Wars references. This game is full of it. I don't think I got a single one. Oh my gosh, seriously? All over my head. Okay. <laughs> I had I had at least two different minions that I caught. Them. One was, it wasn't exactly Miley Cyrus, but it was close enough that they were going for Miley Cyrus. And another one, I think they were going for a Katy Perry spinoff. Yep. Oh, uh, you talk about just the names? I thought you were talking about like... No, in general, just the, well, that's, those are pop culture references. Oh, you you pointed two of them out to me. Yep. And that's all I that's all I really got. But yeah, the story is, you know, following right after three, which if you didn't play three, there is gonna be some stuff you're not gonna get. You know, this game really kind of hoped you played three, but at the end of the day it's not a big deal. You're playing this this story and it's just fine. You'll just be confused about some of the elements because you know, you're playing Talia who's this evil person who killed her stepfather in the third one, but he plays a big component in the fourth one here so if you don't know it's a little confusing but anyway it's it this game is also very fourth wall breaking which i know liz you didn't like but yeah you are trying to essentially fight your stepbrother who's also an elf but talia is a dark elf so it's kind of meant to be a light and dark evil good battle see i like funny games i really dislike fourth wall breaking stuff 99 percent of the time but i felt like my least favorite thing was the story because i just felt like her taunting was kind of repetitive it's like oh i'm gonna kill my stepbrother like it was just over and over and over again and so i actually like really didn't care i was like i kind of hope that i lose um (laughs) so for me i think that was kind of like the the biggest letdown for me but it could be that i was just maybe i felt that way because i didn't play the one before I'm assuming there's like more depth later on in the game. Yeah. Well, so that but was, yeah, that was going to be kind of my question is having never played any of the other dungeons games uh, to me, I, I know I use this all the time. 
but I felt like the story was just a means to an end to fill the gap of the gameplay and sort of give you a reason to do what you were doing. Cause yeah, which they make jokes about too. Okay. And, and that's, and that's all fair. Enough. Normally I'm kind of in the middle about you know, the fourth wall stuff. I got a little bit tired out of it in this game. Like it's, it's just, they don't stop reminding you that, Hey, you're playing a video game. Like, yes, I, I am aware that I am playing a video game and the amount of times that it, Oh, but it's too early to to wrap up the game in this mission, though. So obviously we're gonna do more. Like that, it's it's a it's an overused joke, and and so it gets a little bit played. But otherwise, I thought the writing was largely pretty clever, and and like you said, I thought I thought like at least the names and stuff that I was recognizing were pretty funny and made me for good like just paying attention to little details in the game. So I do agree with you guys that the fourth wall stuff can be a little tiring. Because, yeah, it is constantly brought up. You know, the narrator is talking to Talia, who's in the world. And the narrator is just a narrator. And so, but, like, it makes sense because they're literally the, like, for the most part, one of, like, four voice casts this game. So the game would be really boring if you're just hearing a narrator. So it makes sense why they're doing a fourth wall thing. But, yeah, I do agree, Keith, that the jokes kind of got, like, oh, just kidding. You know, this, obviously, the game's not over. Here's more. It's like, okay. Like, they do use that a lot. And like I said, they do make a joke where it's like, Talia points out like, oh, I see, you know, clearly some developers are padding the game because in Dungeons 3, it was 16 missions. So we got to make sure we hit that cap. So it is it does get a little tiring, but I at least found the humor funny. But I, I, I will say, I thought you would actually fully hate it, Keith, because one of the problems with this game, the cutscenes are crazy long. Everything is skippable, thank God. But if you are starting a mission, sometimes you're watching like a 10-minute cutscene. They can be crazy long. Well, that's why the skippability is very key. Because I watched some of them, and I even watched different little portions of them here and there. Because they're, they're largely entertaining. Because the cutscenes, I didn't feel like they did as much of the in-your-face, hey, you're playing a video game. They actually made it a little bit more story-driven and a little bit more entertaining. Yeah. Um, so I actually didn't mind watching them for the most part, but there would be points where I'd go, oh, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and play the next mission now. Because, um, yes, you're, you're all right. They can be a bit long. I oh, really no. liked the, um, I mean, kind of off topic, the slapping, going back <laughs> to humor. Um, I <laughs> thought, because it, it actually makes them work faster and stuff. I I did feel awful when I slapped the, the bird <laughs> and it died. <laughs> The gobblers? Yep. They were called, yeah. Um, you so, felt bad slapping <laughs> fake chickens. I didn't realize it killed them. And then I also, there was that machine that you like put stuff into. It creates more evil, right? Yeah, the temple. Yeah. And I remember, because um, I, I put one of those in there. That's why this is where my, my thought process is going. And then I almost accidentally threw all of my bad guys in there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, by the way, I do think that it's... Like, I was surprised, like, how fast I picked up on, like, the mechanics and stuff. But I, I guess I was not paying attention. And, I, yeah, I almost threw them all in. This always, this irritated me this week. Like, anytime you play a game, you always describe your teammates as good guys, enemy people as bad guys. In this, Liz kept doing it reversed. So when she was going, are these good guys? I'm like, no, those are those are people you need to kill. She's like, yeah, they're good guys. And I'm like, well, well yes. <laughs> Technically in the game, they're good guys, but 
they're not your good guys. Like she's like, yeah, I have bad guys. And it's like, oh my gosh, your, your wordage right now is confusing me. I'm also glad that you helped me at first though, because I mean, even like just instead of holding X, like hitting X or like, um, I accidentally selected a person for them to attack instead of the ground. So they only went after that one single person, like stuff like that. So I definitely, I'm glad that you helped me a bit with it. So, well, so the funny thing about the the gameplay to me is that I, so I played it first when it came on Game Pass, what, at the time of this recording, I guess it was probably about three weeks ago now, something that yeah, far. And I put it down for about a week and a half because we started, we were playing other games, we weren't getting to this yet. Um, I, and I, I forgot a lot of the buttons and I feel like going through the, the tutorial, I had it all down. But it took me a little bit of fumbling around to get back to where I was, having picked it up again. Now, I only played about an hour, you know, maybe two hours the first time, and then I played a good chunk since then. And so that probably helped get kind of solidifying my game, my buttons and stuff. But I feel like there's still things I'm just not doing correctly as far as managing some of my units. And so I, maybe this is one of your complaints, but I feel like the unit handling is a bit clunky yeah i actually didn't realize it but you pointed out in the text group that um the controls are kind of like there's multiple steps to get to the same thing like there's multiple routes you could do just for selecting things and i never thought about it that way like yeah you could hit left left trigger for spells or you could hit y and go to the spells tab and open spells that way. Like it was, it was the controls are very weird in this game. But as you said at the beginning, Keith, like this game is very simple when it comes to its real time strategy elements and its management elements. So when it comes to the real time strategy elements, it is very basic. You know, you do not have to worry about oh, I need like spearmen to counter horsemen, or I need horsemen to counter the archers. None of that crap. You are building a bunch of troops, throwing them at a wall. There you go. That is a real-time strategy element. That's all you need to think about. Just mass an army and throw them. There's, of course, they're leveling up too, and you also need to keep some people alive because if they die, you lose them permanently. But it's very basic. There's been a bunch of games we've played where just gathering all your troops is way more complicated than it needs to be. Just hitting up on the D-pad was amazing. Yeah. Um, that was actually one of my favorite things. It made it so much better. And same with like going between the dungeon and then going where you're actually trying to get your brother like the overworld the overworld is where you your troops fight and then you have the dungeon the underworld yes you're so good at explaining things (laughs) (laughs) but that's sarcasm no 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 that's that's like one button as well and so for me i i thought it was really easy to use after a while i think for me like um you really helped with like the strategy element of like so you need to keep finding the the gold veins Yep. If you're running low. And so you're like, no, just do like straight long lines. Like tips like that, I felt like really helped me. Yeah, I, I loved the dungeon building aspect. It's so simple of, you know, you just literally are clearing out blocks. You're, all your peons are automated. They just run around and just do your bidding, what you tell them to do. You know, clear these blocks. This room is going to be a hideout. Make it a hideout. This room is going to be a treasury. Make it a treasury. And you just you just create essentially blueprints and your minions just are automated. And it's so easy and nice. I want to trap here, you know, because some heroes will come down to your dungeon and try to attack your dungeon. So you got to set up traps for them. Easy to do. Just set them up here, here, here. I love just the automation in this game. It's so simple and it's convenient. 
But I, I love just like being in the dungeon, simple base building, being in the overworld, throw your troops, send them out. It's just like the mechanics of the game are just so basic, which is kind of a fault. But it's also, like I said, something that I loved. But it also varies too, because you have like the different classes of bad guys that you have. So there's the ones that end up um, being able to be respawned. So you have to create like a different room for them. And then same with like, there was one time that I did the gobbler um, pit and you're like, you don't need that for those bad guys. So there were... <laughs> you're still confusing me. He keeps saying bad guys. Am your troops. When you say bad guys, okay. you mean your troops. No, no, it's fine. It just, it's just making because me laugh. Because you kept correcting me when I was playing the game and you're like, no, you're the bad guys. You're the bad guys. And now I'm saying it and like, you're like, now you have to say your troops. <laughs> well, I'm trying to clarify for our listeners because it is, it's like, even now it's still confusing when you're saying, oh, there's bad guys that respawn. And it's like, I said, they're like, what? What enemy responds? <laughs> and it's like, oh, you mean your troops. I get it now. You know that I can't remember these. <laughs> anyway, continue. Liz. Sorry. Oh, that was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I love. So this is actually going to be one of my first complaints. So as I said, I played Dungeons 3. I played a lot of it. I fully beat that game. And this is very similar. So I remember back in the day when I played... You know, growing up, I loved the real-time strategy games. And almost all of them are always the same of uh, new level, build a brand new base, attack the enemy. That's the mission. You win. Next level, build a new base. Oh, this time there's two enemies. Attack them, you win. Like that was that was a general element of what you're doing in the map. And that's honestly kind of a little bit how Dungeons 4 is. I felt like it lacked variety. It wasn't until like literally the last level where you're kind of doing something fun like, I've been wanting more from real-time strategy games ever since StarCraft II. StarCraft II's campaign, every level was, like, really unique missions, what you're doing. In this, no. It's usually just blow up this target. That's your main goal. There you go. Next level, you're building a brand-new dungeon. You need to blow up this target. There you go. So that got a little tedious, but it still didn't stop me from putting a lot of time in this game and loving it. Well, so... I, I mean, I, I don't want to get too far ahead, obviously, and or, or spoiler, but you did well in the achievements, so I don't spoil too much. Um, and I think that that's kind of the one thing I, I think helped is that every mission had its own special, you know, challenges to try to get to for the purposes of the achievements. So, like, for example, one of, you know, one of them where you have to stop all deliveries that are trying to get to a base. I thought that was, like, a fun way to, yeah, I still just had to kill people, but I had to manage where I was getting my troops. And it was pretty, pretty simple. It, it wasn't overly difficult, to mind you. But Yeah, because there was no penalty if you missed a shipment. Yeah, it was just I was trying to do it for the purposes of getting the achievement. So yeah. I was trying to do that, and it gave me something more than just, I don't know, wait five to ten minutes for the this mission to be over basically so i i liked how it did that and i don't know i liked how the the base building and resource collecting all happened largely separate from what was the real-time strategy the dungeon side was a little bit more tower defense side yeah a lot of the same way of, of gameplay i guess but i just felt like yeah with the trap building and and that type of stuff and like how you could maze them around building different paths it just it, it created a, a fun element to the defense versus the offensive side of it. But I do think that they could be more fleshed out and have like a lot more intricacy to them. Yeah. 
I know that, like, I mean, the game, the way that it does it with setting up the dungeons, I understand why you keep redoing it, like, you know, with each level. But part of me was kind of bummed each time. Because I, I like I, I the idea of building up, like, one base. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I was t- a tiny bit disappointed with that. But I understand why they do it for this game. Like, it makes sense. But I was just like, oh, I really love this, like, trap area. <laughs> Also, this is very distracting. I think I think somebody got a booger on this. Seriously? <laughs> on the mic? It's like a, it looks like a booger. Oh, 100%. Our daughter wiped a booger on your mic. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> it's like, I... She literally was sitting on my lap earlier, so yeah, she must have wiped a booger on your mic. There you go. There's a present from our daughter. Good She's for her, so making her mark. <laughs> but I gotta say, the thing that I just found so addictive with this gameplay is like the snowballing effect of your power. Like once you're able to just like have your troops leveling up, I'll, there was so many times I could have ended the level. Like I could have beat this level like an hour ago, but I'm just like, Ooh, I want to make my troops stronger. I want to keep going. Cause I found the research, even though every, once again, every level it resets all your research and you got to do it all over again. Whatever reason it was, it's that snowballing effect of my power being so weak at the beginning. My troops are dying. I'm struggling just trying to kind of keep going. And then by the end, I'm just plowing everything. It was this weird, like a, a dwarfin hit of just like, I want to keep going. Even though I could have clearly beat this level. I just love this. I love doing all the research yeah. when all of them are gold. Like yeah. it's so satisfying. Which, what difficulty did you play on? I played on normal. I could easily done hard, but for the sake of the podcast and time, I usually just do normal now. Yeah. And there was I, no achievement to do hard. Yeah. I kind of thought about dropping down to easy, but it was tough because the normal, it wasn't like simple, but I never felt like I was struggling in it. I think the only time I lost was I forgot to pause the game and I walked away. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I lost around there, but I never felt like I was really in any grave grave danger overall. So I, I felt like normal was pretty good. I only considered easy just to try to breeze through a couple missions, but I, I don't know. I was moving through them pretty quickly, at least when I when I wanted to, but I, I found myself kind of doing the same thing, maybe a little bit unintentionally. Cause I was just like, I, I think I could, but I, I don't know. I would just keep leveling up just a little bit more, just a little bit more, just in case. Cause it'd be like, well, they are, they are attacking me. So I should go back and defend. But in reality, I, I it would have taken them five plus minutes to, to get through. And yep. I, I could have just really just kept going. Yeah. The game, the game, I feel overall is very easy. I think I lost once, maybe twice. And it was like just an accident. I just wasn't paying attention. You just restart the level, right? Yeah, it does auto save, but the auto save is like every thirty minutes, so it's not very close. But um, but you can it, save at still, any point though, too. It's, it's yeah, you can. From that aspect, it's it's very forgiving that you don't have to like meet certain checkpoints. You can just literally save at any point. So yeah, I love that. Which brings me to another point. This is a great X Cloud game. I found it very easy to manage. Like I said, it's a real-time strategy game with very minimal strategy to it. So it was something easy to xCloud. It was easy to save any time, continue where it was. So I do recommend this game for xCloud. It's pretty nice. But um, <clears throat> I want to get into probably my biggest, not even complaint, but missed opportunity when it comes to Dungeons 4. So this game does have multiplayer. It has co-op. Only co-op, though. And this right here, I think, is the biggest miss. So the co-op is fine, but it's not great. All it is is you're just two people playing in the same dungeon 
sharing the same resources. So it's just another person there managing things with you. So you can do the full campaign with it. There's even some skirmish matches, which the skirmish first got me excited. I'm like, ooh, is this versus? Is this where I could have some fun with friends? No, it's just additional, like essentially like additional five maps with, you know, just you doing the same thing. So it was a little lackluster. It gives you more options for customization, but it just didn't do much. I would have loved, loved a versus mode. Because one of the new things in Dungeons 4 is you're finding dwarves that actually have a full base in the dungeon with you. So it's like, oh, cool. Can one of your friends play the dwarves and you guys are attacking each other? Nope, doesn't exist. But I, I would have loved if this game was, I know, Keith, you would appreciate this. Because, you know, back in the day, we played a lot of Warcraft 3 map editor. But not only was there a tower defense game, but there was a tower wars game. And I thought this game would be fantastic with it. If you were playing versus, you each have your own dungeon and you're capturing points in the overworld, which is spawning minions that keep flooding into your enemy's dungeon. And you basically got to kind of find the overworld to capture points while defending your own dungeon. I like just thinking that I'm like, this game would be so much fun. I would love to play this with Keith. Doesn't exist though. I actually really would like the versus, even though I... I wouldn't be at the level that you're at, but we, we also didn't play co-op because I mean, you made a good point that cause you know the game well, that you would just end up. Yeah. I would just be playing and be watching. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like a versus would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think we tried playing co-op one time, Andrew, and then basically just couldn't get it to work and gave up if I recall. Cause it was, yeah. Well, um, my internet was not working well that night. Yeah. Either way. I, I, I don't know. I probably would have fallen a little bit into the same boat as Liz. I mean, I, I think I could keep up a little bit, but nonetheless, you're just so much more efficient with these types of games that just playing with you, I, I probably would have watched you play more than I would have done anything. Or at the very least, I don't know, just hung out on the overworld and, and taking care of business up there <laughs> or something. Uh, yeah, which there isn't too much to do when it comes to that. It's yeah. just send troops and that's kind of it. Which really, again, kind of the big miss because I... I yeah, like from a simplistic, I maybe I missed it, but I felt like there was no way to do like a proper like attack move. You kind of just no, there is. It just sucks. Oh, okay. Liz was screwing it up a lot too. It's, it's just, not done well. I just hit X and I would just I don't know run to a point close to them, but not close to them, and they would start attacking as soon as they started getting attacked or whatever. But I don't know. I was always pretty overpowered, and it didn't matter too too much when I was out there. It seemed like. Actually, you had a whole dex to do attack move. Oh, I do kind of remember that now. Now, I'm curious. Did you feel like the enemies, the good guys, the enemies, <laughs> however you want to call them, um, were like had more health in your base? I, I felt like when I was in the overworld, I was killing everything easier than when I was in my base. Yeah. Maybe discounting traps. Like if they were stuck in a trap or something. But if I was just outright fighting them, I, I found I was losing more health. I never noticed. It could have been I think, completely. I think, I think completely just when you're in the head. dungeon, a lot of the enemies have flamethrowers. So in the dungeons, you're kind of in just narrow hallways. So it makes sense that they're hitting all your troops as opposed to the overworld where your troops are spread out. Yeah, that's probably a, a good point. But otherwise, it's also probably just in my head. <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was a little disappointed that 
the co-op wasn't as interesting either. I like, cause that was the other thing too, was like, Oh, it'd be cool if maybe we had two separate bases. Maybe only I can build undead and only my partner can build demons or something like that, like restrict. So we would have to actually work together and then we'd have like two separate dungeons and a more intricate mission design. But no, it's very, it's at least nice that it's there. So it's kind of something if you have a smaller child, like you could probably have them play with you because there isn't too much to screw up that isn't like unfixable. So it is kind of nice that, you know, at least they have it. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I just found it to be a missed opportunity. I was expecting more from it being in Dungeons 3 to 4 that they, you know, have better designs. And it seems it comes with like the enemy variety and stuff like that. The enemy variety was just very similar you're only fighting and destroying a handful of different structures. So like the lack of variety kind of got a little old, but not enough for me because I still obviously played a lot of it, but I can see how it could easily just tire some people out very quickly. So I only played, I was on the seventh mission. I was start like I didn't start the seventh mission actually. Um, It looks like you start to unlock more like under each category does, I guess like, for lack of a better term, does each page get filled out with units or Yes. It does. So like you you continuously keep getting new units essentially well, as you go through each each faction. So when you build faction, you have you, go, th- you have three different factions. You have the horde, which are essentially orcs and goblins and stuff like that. Uh they're very cheap, they're very versatile, but if they die, they permanently die until late game where you can make them revive. Then you have the demons which are mostly range. They're a little bit weak in health, but strong attack. If they die, it costs evil to revive them, which evil is a very kind of rare currency. Then you have the undead, who are overall kind of weak attack, but a little bit better health. Uh, If they die, they just take time to revive on their own. So like every faction has their own kind of perks and negatives. And, you know, you can just pick one you can do all of them you're never pigeonholed in what you can do or not do so it's kind of nice like mixing up an army a little bit but once again not really required Man, but one be, thing i did like that could oh, be sorry, co-op. Ahead, i'm just cutting you off because that would be the co-op right there so well, that's what i mentioned some well i'm just saying some <laughs> weird split of like split off of the story too where you'd be like oh it's a little of, what i just said <laughs> oh well never mind i zoned out <laughs> now go you, ahead no finish you, you can you, reiterate what i said if Keith. you had all of the story points included then i'm out i you've said it all i just wasn't paying attention <laughs> not a new thing <laughs> i know you, i heard you mention the 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 dwarves that's it i i didn't know you were talking about <laughs> You know, picking a, a one faction that you could play as instead of full god mode. I'm sorry. It's okay. Liz doesn't listen to me either. What? <laughs> <laughs> you always do that to me and I finally get to do it. <laughs> uh, that was good. <laughs> one thing that is kind of nice. Well, one thing that I liked is your hero, Talia. You know, every time you start a mission, there's three side objectives you can kind of do that are achievements, which we'll get into. But there's also usually a fourth one that if you do, you get a passive that you can use in future games, which is really cool. Some of them are super powerful. Some of them are just kind of there. And the only thing that stinks is you can only take three of them. You can, there's like a total of like probably about 20 because you can also unlock some other passives when you play the skirmish maps. But it just stinks you can only carry three. So it's essentially you find the three you like and then you're unlocking these passives and it's just like, all right, Never going to use it though. What's the, what's the point of it? 
So I thought it was a cool idea, but once again, they could have, I felt like they could have flushed it out a little better. Oh yeah, I got one of the passives, right? <laughs> yeah. I didn't really. I really I just, didn't pay attention at the beginning. I didn't realize that was how you got them. Yeah, I got one of them. I think it was the one that increased Talia's experience by 100%. Yep, that was a pretty decent one. I never See. looked at the achievements either. <laughs> well, but Even though they're right there for you. Well, I was going to say, I mean, without, I guess, spoiling anything or, or jumping ahead too far, but I, I like that it was right there. Like, every achievement was just, hey, here's your three objectives, beat the level, plus two bonuses, and, and then call it a day, pretty much. And, and all of them were for the most part, interesting enough that it, it forced you to do something with your gameplay. Oh, well, uh, <clears throat> so we, I feel like we touched a little bit about it, but what did you guys think of actual, like, the trap management of the game? Like, you know, in your dungeon, you can defend it, and I like that there's actually these traps because every once in a while, waves of heroes will come in to destroy your base so you, you can set up traps. What did you guys think of that element of the gameplay? I really liked it. I mean, you taught me to do the saws and then to do like either like the the green pit or um, spikes. Yeah. So kind of like a double whammy. And there was um, the level where you keep they keep opening up. So there's like four different places where the other team can come in. And so I I was a little nervous at first, but it, it was really smooth i felt like i got a good rhythm and i would also like start creating pathways because you can add um uh the four so like so you can direct the 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 people coming into your yeah you could design the route yes so that you taught me that so that was really great i like that it's hard because on like on one aspect i think it was it was cool and maybe it was just because i didn't try a harder difficulty Maybe this is a rare game that I, I actually could just go to the harder difficulties if I wanted to. But I didn't feel like I needed to do much of it. Now, again, I know there's, what, like 20 missions and I didn't even get to half of them. Um, so so I can understand that I, I maybe didn't see where it's more required. But I didn't feel like I was ever forced or needed to do it, I guess. But it would have been – it was a fun aspect because I think there was enough – variety in the traps that you could actually do fun things if you like if you really wanted to see i like the traps but to me i felt like they were good at the beginning of the round but like once you got a little bit farther i felt like they were useless i felt like they were barely damaging heroes and it was so it was like after a while i'm just like what's the point of building traps i usually just send my troops to kill them so you think that there could have been a better upgrade system yeah i i felt like the traps were a little too basic yeah. And I wanted a little bit more design and creativity with them. Yeah, you kind of just used them to like slow <clears> enemies <throat> down, and that was about it, just in case you couldn't get yeah. back in time. But otherwise, I mean, because th- like the fact that once they were in your dungeon, you could just, like I know Liz said it, like just press up on the D-pad and select them all, but it just pick them up and then just drop them all in one location just yep. that quick and easy. It helped with that aspect of never feeling like I was like stressed or pressured in in the at least in my dungeon it's like oh okay whatever i'll just pick them up and here you go i don't have to worry about them getting from point a to point b and you put them ahead of things or behind things and and all that now what did you guys think of the game graphically though i didn't think it was anything special per se but i thought it was good enough like i i I enjoyed it i think it was at least for the missions that i ended up playing the same thing over and over again. 
it didn't seem like you, you got a whole lot of variety between besides dungeon and overworld but outside of that it was it looked good they were the graphics were good I, well, kind of embarrassing. I sometimes <laughs> had trouble figuring out, like, where to go, which... Cause it's, you had a hard time understanding, yeah, the Yeah, I'm like, oh, can I walk here? Uh, and the map <laughs> shows you. I, that's another thing, though. Like, I, I definitely got better at, at utilizing the map. But I will say, like, there were sometimes where I'm like, I don't know which direction I should go. In. I don't which like when so there's weird. multiple routes that you can choose from. Because it's, like, also kind of story-based. So I'm like, oh, am I going to miss the... Um, one of the things I'm looking for, or, but it, it all ended up working out anyways. But graphically, I did like it. I I kind of you can you can zoom in. Yeah, a little but, bit. But like yeah, just but just a little bit. Kind of wish you could like zoom in more. See, I was just gonna say the complete and total opposite that I wanted to be able to <laughs> zoom out more, and I think that was sort of my issue with the overworld in terms of navigation. Like, it wasn't difficult, I don't think, but. I was just like I was just too far into the map sometimes that I wanted to zoom out more because I do better when I can just see more of the map. I also, Andrew, you taught me that you can actually move the camera faster, yep. which was a game changer. Yeah, because, which they don't explain that. If you hold left bumper, it makes you move faster. Yeah, especially in the underworld. <laughs> I felt like I really needed it where, you know, like enemies were coming in and which I would always miss. Andrew's like, uh, there's the red dots there, Liz. <laughs> and so I'd quickly uh, scan over there, but that was really useful. I know why you wanted to zoom in more, Liz. Why? Like but. the first comment in this game. Oh my gosh. Well, do you know what? You're the actually... one who always brings this up. It's never one of us, but like literally when the game started, you're like, ooh, boobies. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. I do take it back with the zooming, though, because you actually can zoom. I remember because I zoomed in on the turkeys because I was like, I wonder how they eat them, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is like really, really disturbing, I guess. But um, so I zoomed in because they, they turn into like the, like the little. Yeah, as soon as a things. minion touches a turkey, it turns into a drumstick. So you actually you can zoom in. Maybe I was thinking the outer world. I don't know where my brain was going with that. Can you zoom out, um, zoom in in the. I think so. I mean, is it outer world? <laughs> the overworld. Overworld. <laughs> Over, under. I think you can zoom in no matter where you are. I think so. Yeah. Just forget everything that I said. I should have had coffee before we started recording. <laughs> but yeah, Liz, it just blew my mind how you just like, were like, oh, how do I get here? Can I do this? I'm like, no, that's literally trees. Oh, what about here? I'm like, no, that's that's a cliffside. Like, you can't climb a cliffside. I don't know why you had such a hard time visually seeing the overworld you just could not comprehend like what a path was and so like i kept telling you like oh oh yeah not only that there's two mini maps this game the bottom right corner is your mini map for your dungeon bottom left corner is the mini map for the overworld and like you also kept getting confused with that because you were looking at your dungeon and you were like oh do i gotta go to the red dot and i'm like no that's your dungeon like that's not in the overworld i only did that a couple times but i also like i just don't see <laughs> things in my way even in real life when i'm walking because we've mentioned this before you really run into every wall no but like i don't notice dog poop i my our entire marriage is constantly you pulling me on the sidewalk to avoid me well the ironic thing is you're doing to our daughter now what you actually prevented our daughter from stepping dog poop i did the other day and i was so proud of myself (laughs) way to go liz i taught you well mom of the year (laughs) (laughs) Trophies all around. 
But yeah, graphically for me though, it's acceptable. I thought the character designs are good, but yeah, you are looking at the same map design, same dungeon design. Every once in a while, there's a little more lava. Maybe here's a little patch of snow, but man, the maps really got tedious. There was nothing that interesting to look at. There's like a total of, like I said, five different enemy structures, three different tower defenses. Like there's very little design. So that once again, too, gets a little repetitive. There's a lot of things in this game that do get repetitive, but graphically, at least what was nice, I could see my units for the most part at night. Like when they're walking the dungeon, I know what's going on, but you know, you don't need to see too much anyway, because there's not much strategy. It's just throw your troops. There you go. So why do you need to see who cares? But yeah, just I seeing the same maps over and over again, kind of got a little old, but um, also to the cutscenes. There's a couple different ones. There's in-game cutscenes where it's just the characters moving, but then they actually do like cinematic cutscenes where they actually do like kind of a comic book style, which I actually really thought were cool. And of course, they played a little bit joke with it as well. But at least there's quite a bit of narration going on, which I got to say, I do like the voice acting in this game. I was going to ask that, especially with Talia. I, her voice, like I think she's the person who played her as a good voice actor. And the voice fit, but there were times where I was just like, I don't know if I don't like it or not. <laughs> the the character's voice. I thought you were like the narrator because he sounds British. Yeah, I did like that, the narrator. Right. But yeah, I felt like she... We was, love Brits. Yep. <laughs> I felt like Talia, the voice was perfect, but it was also just like, I think it's because she was saying the same things over again, like the taunting. Yeah. So I felt like it was the same tone of voice. And it was kind of like a like a na 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 kind of, and I was yeah. just like, oh, yeah, but she was good. <clears throat> yeah, it, it it was fine, but I think it it was just the overall dialogue and the overall kind of repetitive jokes and everything that I think did it for me. That I kind of lost interest in what they had to say, because <clears throat> even I, like, I think it would have been funny for the tutorial, the whole like, you know handle or you know faceless god or dungeon master whatever they call you like all these little things but just over and over and be like and again the the wandering thing and they just find different ways to call you the same thing um but his voice was good he did a good job with with saying those <laughs> not so funny repetitive jokes i will say that uh, since we're talking about that part of of the gameplay I forgot to mention something with graphics. I loved, you know that. Oh, it's too late. We passed that area. <laughs> no, we never do another thing ever. You're done, Liz. The, <laughs> the room where you make the boxes. I don't remember the name of the machine, of course. Workshop. Kratomatic. Yeah, the, yeah Kratomatic. <laughs> I really liked looking at that and seeing it work. There were little things like that that I really enjoyed. Little, no, okay. Little attention no. to detail. Say it. There's something to be said. <laughs> no, there's something to be said for the attention to detail. Like Andrew points that out all the time with, uh, like first person shooters where you can see little trinkets yeah. on the gun and things. So, you take that pointless. You have that. <laughs> we'll allow it. Thank you. We're not just allowing it. We're encouraging it. That's a great observation. <laughs> but uh, yeah, with the audio, like you were saying, Keith. There, once again, this game can be very repetitive. <clears throat> On missions where you actually do have like a specific objective, like one where you are feeding a new dungeon lord whose name is Grogu. 
just supposed to be like a Star Wars reference. But anytime you kept feeding them, the narrator would say the same line over and over again. And it got just like, okay, it's like, I get it. I did the objective. Yeah. Was there music? <laughs> there was music, Liz. But yeah, so some of that dialogue, I got to say, yeah, it did get really annoying and repetitive. But when you play the skirmish matches, the narrator like chimes in every once in a while and says kind of funny and unique things, which I thought was interesting. One thing I did like about the audio is anytime you boot the game up, the narrator says something like, oh, the fun returning evil is ready for another game. I booted up this game numerous times. I never heard him repeat something. Not only that, depending on when you're playing, he actually may change his dialogue. I one time booted up around midnight and he said, oh, the late night playing evil. Like he mentioned that I was playing late at night. It's like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Some of that stuff is interesting. But oh, also the music, Liz, you didn't, there is music. And sometimes the battle music got really annoying because sometimes it was constantly going and I got really sick of it. So I guess it's kind of great that I don't remember it because it clearly didn't irritate me. Well, yeah. lucky you. Yeah, I don't know. Because it was it was faded into the background music, honestly. And this isn't even just me saying it. It's just it was very generic. Like there wasn't anything special about it. Oh, and... Back to achievements, um, which we kind of dabbled in a little bit. Andrew, 1,000 gamer score was 61 achievements. <laughs> and then Keith and I, we got the same um, gamer score, which is 180. But Keith, you got 12 achievements and I got 11. So you still beat me. Yeah, so definitely recommend this game for achievement hunters. What did you say, Keith? It's a technicality. But yeah, this game is very easy to 1,000. As I kind of mentioned, every mission has three bonus objectives. One bonus objective is always just beat the level. So right away, just beating a level, there's an achievement. But yeah, the other two objectives are very easy to see. You could pause the game anytime and go back if you forget what it is. But they're usually like, make sure you stop all shipments. Don't let the person die. Very simple stuff. Uh, I almost did every single side objective. First time playing. Once I beat the game, there was three levels at a replay to redo the bonus objective. But it was very easy to do when I was just going for that. So highly recommend for Achievement Hunters. The game itself is just a bit long. You'll definitely have to put probably... Uh, for You're looking between 27 to 30 hours to beat this game. So time-wise, it's not a quick game, but very easy to do thoughts in this game. So getting over to final thoughts here. I'm going to go last because obviously I talk a lot about this game. Well, no, Liz is going to go last because that's how we do this. Oh, that's true. Good try, Andrew. I'll go first, <laughs> though. Um, Dungeons 4 is awesome. It really is. Like, I, I, I guess the only way I would say maybe it's not awesome is if you just really, really, truly hate real-time strategy or management games in every capacity. I don't hate either of them. I'm just typically bad at them. But I, as I mentioned, I I think that's just what I like most about Dungeons Four is that it don't it doesn't do either of them very well, but it does them so simply that as someone who wants to play this style of game and wants to excel at it, I feel like I can balance them both very well. So it's it's got a fun aspect in that. the The biggest drawback for me though is just the absolute repetitive nature of it, and I understand to a certain degree from a gameplay aspect why they do it um, but at the same time i i also just have to think that i i lost my train of thought i that was that was 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. The gameplay is fun. It's just it's a it's a ton of fun and it's it's repetitive and that's the worst thing that I can really say about it. Oh, I was talking about having to redo all of the things on the research every time. I get from a gameplay standpoint why it does that, but I really just want to be able to at least maybe for a couple missions carry over and not feel like it's a little silly that I have to research how to dig through the same material every single level. Yeah. But that's nitpicky, and, and so it's definitely not a knock on the game. It's just something I wish played out a little differently. If this had the gameplay aspects that Andrew had come up with, um, and I didn't think any of them up because I just heard them and um, then just repeated them over again, they were all Andrew's original ideas, every single <laughs> one of them. If those things were to come to play, this game would be just even better because that's, that's the type of stuff I love. Um, but even just as a single-player game, not playing the co-op that it does offer, a lot of fun, and 86. I think it's funny you're giving an 86. <laughs> is that too high? Is that too? Uh, now you're now you're making me pull a list. Is it too no, high? No, I plan on giving. I, no, it's just funny. I plan on giving this game an 80. So for me, like I said, this game is a definite game. I had a lot of fun with it. I think this is like a kind of game you could play the first 30 minutes to an hour and know if it's for you or not. If you are like me, like I remember when I played Dungeons Three the first time, and I knew within an hour that I was like, I am going to love this. It's very repetitive, but it's my kind of jam. And that's how Dungeon 4 is. It's But like that's also kind of my complaint. It's like it's very similar to Dungeons 3. So there's a lot of things in this game that are very repetitive. Yes, you are constantly rebuilding the same base. You're doing the same strategy, seeing about the same maps, seeing a, hearing a lot of the same audio. Repetition is this game. But I was addicted to it. Like I said, it is crack cocaine to me. I thought I was in this game. And I was still playing it. I was still doing some of the skirmish maps because I wanted to try them out. So I had so much fun with Dungeons 4. I just, I wish the developers took bigger risks, had better mission designs, created fun versus co-op modes, done a little more interesting stuff. But overall though, it is, I had a ton of fun. I did not, I did not hate any second in this game. But yeah, I'm giving it an 80. I just think that 80 is weird. Just because you're so excited about every, like you have Be- just about nothing bad to say, and I'm not saying, talking about. It. I feel like I complained about a good amount. <laughs> I mean, in in the weirdest way possible, and I'm not saying you need to change your score either. I'm not disagreeing. You have your score. I just think it's funny. I think it's the same reason you think it's funny that I'm an 86. Well, it's also because Andrew tends to score games higher. True, like especially he gives, when he, he gets, gives high scores. Especially when you get this big grin on your face about him. Like <laughs> this is a rare. Like, not even the definite game, because I think you give a lot of definite games, but when you have this, like, joy look on your face that you have about Dungeons 4, it's weird to have you say an 80. And I get why you do. Uh, Yeah. But it's just funny to to hear, mostly because of of seeing your reaction to the gameplay. Oh, don't get me wrong. I know it's weird, but this is also, like I said, perfect example why we do a gamer pass kind of thing at the beginning. Like, there's times where I'm playing a game where I'm like, I know this isn't a good game. But I am having so much fun with it, and I love it. And this is a perfect example of it. I, But I do, I'm not rose-colored glasses. I know there's flaws with it. And I know I could not recommend this game to everybody. But if you're someone like me, this was crack cocaine. 
You've said that a lot this episode. Like, because I, it's a perfect example. Crack cocaine I, is not good. I, don't take it. But it's addictive. <laughs> I think in the sum total of this podcast, you've probably said crack <laughs> cocaine less than five times until tonight. And then you just have not stopped. I, I, also, like, you could just say one. <laughs> you know, crack. <laughs> but it doesn't have the same type of power to it. Yeah. I mean, I suppose. When you add two words to something, it makes it stronger. Just yeah, sure. Or redundant. Or, or redundant. Um, I'm going to give it a 79 um, because I liked it. I probably won't pick it up again, but I had a great time. There's other games in this genre that I like more. And so if we, I think that that's the score that I like. <laughs> and <laughs> looking at Metacritic, um, not a lot of reviews yet. TBD. I saw a lot of like sevens and nines on other platforms, but. Well, I, you know, as a funny side note, because you pointed out other games of the genre, and I, and I know outside of Game Pass there's probably more, but just in the Game Pass genre or the Game Pass realm, I can think of the two-point series that was on here and then Evil Genius, and I liked both of them, and I thought they were fun games, but I think Dungeons... I don't know. I I liked more because I didn't like necessarily like the mission aspect of Evil Genius, and I didn't. So the battle wasn't fun, and then Two Point was just very management, no real time strategy aspect to it. So I just I don't know. That's why I think Dungeons is better than those for me personally. Yeah, you're doing more in it. Anyway, all right. So let's wrap it up here. I've been your hardcore gamer host Andrew with a terrible voice. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird Z One Five Two. If you have any game suggestions or want to join us on our Discord, see our live recordings, talk to us, share memes, whatever, you can go to GamePassGrabBag.com, see all our links to our emails, Facebook, Twitter, yada, yada. It's all there. Check it out. Come join us. Because eventually we will close our Discord and make it a Patreon only. So join while the getting's hot. Mm, I've been Keith and I've been even more distracted this week than usual. Thanks, Curtis. I know. And I'm Liz Noob, Gamertech, coming on Dean. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Liz Noob, Noob, Izzy W. I thought you were going to say it. I'm Liz, and I'm always distracted. <laughs> I had to close my eyes when I said that. <laughs> just like, stop. Just remember my words. Remember my words. Yep. Yep. <laughs> all right, everyone. We love you all. We'll see you again next week.